0: Welcome to HubShots, the podcast for marketing managers who use HubSpot. I'm Ian Jacob from Search and Be Found, and I'm joined by my co-host, Craig Bailey from Zen Systems. Craig, how are you? I'm really well, Ian. Welcome to episode 44. Yes, it is. The lucky 44.
1: That's right. Recording this on Monday, the 25th of July, 2016.
0: It's a very cold day. It is a cold
1: one. Yeah, that's right. And um, uh, it'll be cold in Boston in November.
0: It will. And you know what? When this episode goes out, it will be about 100 days or less to go to inbound. And if you want to see how, how many days to inbound, if you go to inboundcountdown.com, you'll actually see how many days to inbound. There you go. Now, yeah. inbound agendas are up.
1: Yeah, we mentioned this last week, some of the agendas that they have. But the speaker list is looking really good. And um, you know what I like about the speaker list because it's almost all fleshed out now, right? There's still a few blank spots yes. which they're going to announce. But if you actually look at the main speakers, not the keynote speakers, the, the main speakers, we, yep. we were doing the numbers, and I think there's 141 speakers there. And what I really liked was the diversity because there's actually 64 women. That was my count. I was
0: impressed you counted while I scrolled. <laughs> oh, that's right.
1: It was. It's almost half of them. Now that's really good for tech and yes, it m- is. marketing conferences. And in fact. The only bad thing to mention about this is the fact that we have to mention that kind of diversity is there because that should be the norm, right? Yes. I'm just glad to see that it is such a good a, a good ratio for this conference.
0: It so. is. And I, I love the diversity of people. So obviously not all everybody that use uh, HubSpot, like a lot of people don't use HubSpot, but they're really bought into the whole inbound and what that's all about. So I think that's yeah. the great
1: thing. Speakers from so many different uh, fantastic companies. Yeah. It's, it's going to be great
0: now george b thomas <laughs>
1: that 's your 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 um, American, American accent <laughs> yes um, very convincing i won 't even try it might 't be worse but yeah George um, B. Thomas, who we love from the hubcast and we 're going to mention that later in the show he actually um, uh, message messaged us on Twitter to say that Inbound sixteen meetup is is a go. So we're looking forward to catching up with him and all our listeners and organising something closer to the date. So we'll organise that with them. I know they're doing the hubcast. George and Marcus are organising something at, at inbound. inbound. That's right. So, yeah, so again, so we'll be doing we'll be doing our own
0: meetup and stuff as well. <laughs> so like we said, we don't want you to do inbound by yourselves and it's important you can join the whatsapp group that we've got we'll put details at the end but join that be a part of our community and be enjoy inbound the way we enjoyed it last year
1: yeah that's right if you want to join the group we've got a link in the show notes but it's really easy to remember it's just hubshots.com whatsapp so go there and um, give us your phone number we'll add you to the group
0: all right craig on to our hubspot feature and tip of the week this is a good one. This is about building a cold contact list and it's a smart list and you can build it in a really smart way.
1: Yeah. So what I thought this, this is not particularly groundbreaking or a, or a new feature or tip or anything. And we have mentioned in previous shows, it's about keeping the database clean. It is. It's about keeping the database clean. And I actually had a customer say, Oh, you know how we built that? What was that cold contact list? Cause they want to clean out their database. they go, like, Oh, right. Yeah. Smart list. So, just a reminder that this is one of the really powerful features of HubSpot that you can build smart lists with. And we've got a screenshot of just a very simple way to build a, a cold contact list. So this is contacts that have a create date more than six months uh, ago, and then their emails that they've clicked is zero. is zero. So basically, they haven't engaged with you at all. So yeah. assuming you're sending them emails. <laughs> that's
0: right. You need to be doing some email marketing. <laughs> to do, doing to some
1: email marketing. But that's just one. And you can think of other ways. You know, you could check have they
0: Everything page, of
1: your page site. views yeah. on the site, all, all those kind of things. Very simple example uh, for uh, HubSpot users listening to the show that you can just quickly build that.
0: Yeah. Excellent. Now, opinion of the week, Craig. It's the morality of pop-ups,
1: Craig. Yes, I've put morality in air quotes. You know, so many blog posts talk about the morality of something. it yes. nothing to do with morals, <laughs> but, but I've called it the morality of pop-ups because I just think this is worth having a good discussion around because so many studies have shown that pop-ups are very effective, right? So yes, no one is. In fact, no yeah. one disagrees with that. They know that pop-ups will double, triple, sometimes multiply increase Sign-ups. Sign right? up. But you've always got to trade that off with um, whether people hate them. I hate them. I think you hate them. In fact, I think everyone hates them. And but they work. But they work, yeah. yeah. So there's always that balance. And so I guess one of the things on my personal sites, I don't use pop-ups ever. Yeah, That's just my morals <laughs> for it. But, of course, for customers, it's always got to be, well, you know, they're paying us to get them leads and things like that. So you've got to get that balance and you discuss with them. And so what I thought this was, it was interesting is um, just to think about whether you're actually solving for the problem. Yes. Because a lot of people think we've got to put pop-ups because we need more <coughs> leads. Yeah. And then when you dig into it, it might not actually be that they need more leads. It's the fact that they're burning leads or when they bring them back to the site, they're really annoying them. Yes. With pop-ups, even though they're in the email list. And so that audience kind of uh, engagement piece is being broken. So what's the actual problem mm. that you're trying to solve? So I just wanted to raise this as a bit of an opinion kind of piece for the, for the show and just, um, yeah.
0: Yeah, look, I'll take it back also. We've been doing a lot of stuff around growth-driven design. Right. And it's about solving for the customer's pain and not about what we want
1: yes good so point.
0: you know maybe someone might want to pop up to do something but is it really solving the person's problem so i think we have to really go back to that and go well what are we trying to get this person to do are we putting roadblocks in that way or are we making the transaction easier for them and maybe the pop-up is away maybe you need to have an exit pop-up if they're not going to finish the transaction that you intended them to do maybe that's the perfectly valid thing to do so Just make sure you know what that is and solve for that problem, not because you want to just have a pop-up on your site. Excellent point. Now,
1: I just wanted to give an example of what I think is good design. And this actually comes from our app of the week we're going to talk about later, which is a podcast player. Yes. And... Uh, What I really like, it's written by a guy called Marco Arment. Now, he would be, if you're in technology circles, you'd you'd know this name. He's really uh, quite well known for his thoughts on Apple software and all kinds of, um, I guess, usability approaches. And one of the things I really like in his app is that he never, you know how most apps after a week or so, they pop up and say, would you like to rate us on the store? Yes. That kind of thing. It's intrusive. He never does that. And we've included a screenshot where he actually says in his settings... Would you like to rate us? And you've got to dig into the settings to go for it. And you can actually see hundreds of people do because they love his product, the fact he puts a lot of care into the design and it doesn't inhibit him actually getting good ratings. Yes. And so it's just a simple example, which occurred to me that just when we were thinking through the show of, yeah, in apps, in everything, in your website, any interaction that you have, the user experience, I think, needs to become more and more a priority. And as you say, solve for the pain point. Theirs, not yours.
0: Correct, absolutely. Now, onto our general tip of the week, Craig. Now, this is something that I like, and I don't know whether many people out there would be using it. We use um, Slack for communication within our teams, and there is the integration with Drift. Now, Drift basically can hook into spot and it can push through the leads with some research information into Slack, so you can get those messages. And I really like it because we're on Slack most of the day. Communicating, so even if we don't have HubSpot open, we'll get that data through, which I really love. Now, I know you use it, and it's drift has become an official HubSpot integration. Integration, yes. Yeah. So, so that really works, and I think it's something worth looking at because I think it works really well.
1: Yeah, I really like it. Uh, I wonder if we should just take a step back and explain what Slack is. I know half of our listeners will go, yeah, of course, the whole world is Slack. (laughs) The other half might say, what is this Slack I keep hearing about? Do you want to just kind of quickly give an overview of what Slack is?
0: It's a messaging app.
1: Messaging app. Normally for inter-team messaging. Yeah,
0: Uh, I find it works really well with different communities that we're a part of. So Mm -hmm. we're a part of the growth-driven design, the inbound.org community, and I found that really useful just to be a part of those communities. But to have it all in one place and gather all of these messages and interactions that we have in the one location works really well. Yeah. I'm actually really surprised how well it works.
1: Yeah, it's, it's got a, a real stickiness to it. it so like you kind of like being in Slack yeah. in the app and it's, uh, it's got desktop apps. And, and one of the great things apps, is it's yeah. searchable, right?
0: Mm. So you can search for something, you can easily find things, and that's one of the best parts about the app.
1: Yeah. Messaging. Now you can get started for free with Slack, by the way. We we use the free version for yes. ages and we've only just gone to paid recently yep. just as our growth grew. But yeah, we use it in our team. And then, as you said, this integration with Drift, which is, it's actually a tool which the way we use it, it, it augments people. So as you said, it augments the data of people that sign up on the site and pushes that through to Slack um drift is actually a tool for providing a messenger service on your site as well or a live chat service and they have other functions in-app messaging all that kind of stuff um we'll put links to all of them but um drift and the integration it's really slick yeah yeah really and you know what it.
0: this drift uh, integration works with mailchimp uh wordpress as well so if you're not using hubspot as yet it's another more ways to try it out That's
1: right. Now, can I just tell you about Drift? One of the things I like about Drift, that's D-R-I-F-T dot com, Drift. Have you noticed how their menu changes when you scroll down the homepage?
0: I didn't until you pointed it out, but it's very sleek.
1: It's so good because here's a perfect example of a company thinking about what a visitor to the the site is doing. Yes. So I'll just explain um, because when you land on the homepage, the menu basically says, here's a login or here's a start your free trial. And a blog. And a blog, is it? Yeah. But then as you scroll down, which shows, oh, I wasn't here to log in. I'm actually interested in researching the product. The menu changes. Yeah. It's it one adds, of those sticky it adds, uh, adds
0: features and integrations. Features,
1: pricing, yes. other things. I think that's, it's the kind of thing I see now and go, oh, that's so obvious. Yeah. Why have I not seen it before? And maybe I've just missed it. But well, well done for Drift. So anyone looking at user interface design, go and check out the Drift site.
0: It's fantastic. Yeah. Very well thought out. So... Congratulations to the guys at Drift. Now, Craig, our state of inbound item of the week. Now, this is an interesting one from the HubSpot researchers to do with the effectiveness of advertising Asia-Pacific, which really relates to us. And some really interesting things that we have discovered here, coming more to pop-ups. We're highlighting a graph that email and sponsored advertising generate the most neutral experience. So these are the different parts that, provide an experience so one was extremely negative and five was extremely positive on the more positive side of this was things like email newsletters sponsored linkedin and facebook posts and ads television commercials surprisingly oh, no. and things that were really negative at the bottom was pop-up online advertising and, and telemarketing can you calls. guess what the, yeah the,
1: the least liked
0: And also, just above that was actually auto-playing online video advertising. Yes. Which is really interesting, isn't it? When you think about where things are going.
1: Yeah, well, that doesn't surprise me at all. Because when those auto-playing videos, or you can't even click through, they must play their 15 seconds. Or some of them are a minute now on YouTube. Thank you, Google. (laughs) Thank you, Google.
0: Ah, drives me nuts.
1: Yeah absolutely what a terrible user experience
0: yeah and you know what this really highlights the experience that people are having or the adverse effect it can have on a brand or a business if you're not careful about what you're doing so just by saying hey i'm gonna go advertise on youtube or i'm gonna and not understanding what the user experience is when interacting with that type of advertising can be detrimental to you so Always ask the questions if you're a marketing manager, or you're in sales, ask the questions is if I was supposed to be sitting on the other side of the desk and I saw this ad, how does it make me feel and how does it make me get to the end goal about what I want to do? Excellent point. I just want
1: to pick up on that YouTube one because, well, I hate it so much, but I'll tell you <laughs> because we're both um, Google partners yes, right? we are. and you've probably had this conversation with your Google account manager as well. They've actually said to us. We've done the research into YouTube advertising and we've found that people will sit through those 30 second and minute long ads. So they're actually saying to us, we've done the research and we found even though people say they hate them, (laughs) they will click through them because they've done that trade off, which says, do I lose more people than it's worth by showing these or do I keep them going? They've done the research and they work. Right. And again, this is to me, coming back to my morals, <laughs> morals. It's such a bad experience. I really want to say it is such a bad experience. People hate them, so I'm not gonna do it. Mm. But of course businesses, public company, Google, they're not they're not charity, they're there to make money. They've done the numbers and they've said, Look, we know people hate them, but the trade off is you will get more money out of it. So the reason I'm mentioning this is just because Google does it doesn't mean you should follow their example. So it's, I, I, I'm, all, I'm a big advocate for user experience. I think look after the user and the longer-term payoff is there. That's
0: right. And don't forget, test and measure. Because in, exactly. in your practice service, it might be one of those things where people are predispositioned to accept that, right? And you might actually get a really good result. Whereas if you have a, more of a long-term strategy with people... It might not work. So again, test and measure. We don't have the answers to everything, but you need to be sure and do that. And I would even go to this, the length of actually doing some user group testing and actually seeing what people are doing because I think that's really important. Because I often get the things like, oh, I never click on those ads or I don't do this. But you know what? When you're in a business and you're aware of these things, your likelihood or propensity to click on things that you know about is a lot less. But you know what? To a general user, they see the ads and they go, well, that's the best one that suits me. I'm going to click on that. They don't understand it's organic or it's paid. They just go, well, that's giving me the best answer at the time when I'm searching for something.
1: Yeah, that's a good point.
0: So the next one I wanted to highlight, Craig, was if a company you regularly interact with sent or displayed the following types of ads to you, how would your opinion of the company change? And this is very interesting. Again, this was to do with telemarketing calls and pop-up ads. Had a very low opinion of someone's company, so I guess this is probably almost the inverse of the one we spoke about before. It
1: is, but it's actually saying what, what's the effect, and it's the result is I have a lower opinion of the company, correct? So it's not just I dislike, not it. just the it's neutral like experience, I actually dislike the company, correct?
0: Yeah, so have a look, they look very similar. But one's talking about uh, having a neutral experience, the other one's talking about having uh, Negative experience. Yeah,
1: and the negative. I, I do. I do think that the last one, because if you look down, it says email newsletters. Four percent of people said that would give them a lower opinion of the company. It's like, what? Yeah. What, what are you expecting? No communication. <laughs> That's my my perfect experience with a brand. No communication. No communication. From
0: them. <laughs> yeah. So, and I guess people are expecting to see different things. You know, like they're expecting to see you mm. online on display advertising, on Twitter ads, on Facebook ads. So they are expecting it. So right. just understand where people are and what they're doing. I think that's the greatest thing you can take away. All right, on to our resource of the week, Craig. And this is, uh, which is a really good one. It's about um, a feature in HubSpot. It's to easily add an image gallery to your landing pages or website pages. Now, the thing I want to highlight about this is that the new image gallery has a number of enhancements and the noticeable one is that it does progressive loading. Now, this helps with site speed and also people interacting with the page so they're not slowing things down. And one of the things I often see with the HubSpot website platform and the marketing platform is that this drive to give people a good experience mm-hmm. and the speed matters. Yes. Nothing worse than having a really slow site and rough- We've had a few clients come to us and go, oh, my site's really slow. And that seems to be now a very common thing that people come back with, that sites are slow. So this is one of the things that's going to help. It gives people a good experience by giving them the ability to see more pictures, but also loading it progressively so that it doesn't slow down the whole site. Yeah, look, this is really good. It's it, And look, to be honest,
1: this should be the default way it should any be. of these things work for any system it's good that hubspot's doing this and it reminds me i was part of a, a group the other day one of the facebook groups i'm involved in someone was asking for help with their website and they said, oh, I've just got this landing page. I can't work out why it's so slow. Can anyone have a look? I don't know if you saw this in the agency. No, I but anyway, someone had looked at it <laughs> and they said, oh, do you realize that your background image is 63 megs in size? And, like, and so for listeners that might not be aware, like that's massive. It's mm. a huge. So that takes, from some connection, it might take a minute to download. So the page yeah. is loading really slow. And these are the kinds of things... That are easily traps to fall into, especially for content authors, content managers. They're not technical people, and they're no. not looking at the site, so they upload ten images to a landing, a, page. A landing page image yeah. gallery. They're not; they don't have that in mind. And it's yeah. really good that HubSpot's taking care of this because, as we've said in previous episodes, they do tend to optimize the images. And here they are again, just helping out. So it's progressive loading, so you don't get that massive hit. So I, I think it's really
0: good. Yeah, it's fantastic. All right. A list and tip of the week, Craig. This is a good one that you noticed, picked up from. It is. And so this is a discussion we're having with some of our customers. But one thing I often see is how HubSpot uses its uh, login pages to communicate to its customers. So it was, you've got a screenshot here. They've got classroom training in Sydney. The, The message I've seen recently is about the sales track at Inbound. So... They use this really effectively to communicate to customers, and it obviously works. They keep changing the message. They keep it fresh. They keep it relevant. And I think if you're in a business and people are logging in somewhere or, or there's a page that they're often visiting, it's actually worth to keep changing the message or test a new message or put new things in front of people because they'll 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 keep seeing it and it's a reinforcement about your product or service or a new product that you might have. I think lots of people. Some people do this well, and some people do it badly. Could be. Simple as some people are lazy to go to a direct page to log in or to get information, and they'll actually go through from another page. Look at your statistics and see where they're traveling. So you can look at in analytics, you can look at user flow, figure out what are the most visited pages or how they're moving through, and test different things out because you might actually. Find a piece of gold sitting on your site.
1: Yeah, that's an excellent idea. And well, of course, one that well, I guess we both always go to is the exit pages. So you get yes. your top list of exit pages, look at the first three and go, oh, hang on, I wonder if I can pop on a CTA on these.
0: Or even an exit intent pop up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Put a pop up on your exit. There we go. <laughs> uh,
0: nice one. All right. Now, podcast of the week, Craig.
1: Okay, so you know how last week I think we did a shout-out to um, the Hubcast? Yes. Well, we're doing it again this week. You know why?
0: Because George...
1: George B. Thomas followed us. He did. Yes, that's great. So Thank uh, you, George. Thank you, George. And I guess for listeners, they know that George is a bit of a hero for me. So when he followed us and interacted with us...
0: I think he's one of those people... By the man, yes. I think he's one of those people that has all his HubSpot certifications...
1: I think he does, yes.
0: And you're one of the few, I think you're probably one of what I can count on one hand.
1: Oh, so yeah, HubSpot said there's actually only nine people globally globally. globally, who have every single certification.
0: And Craig, I take my virtual hat off to you right (laughs) now. For being in your presence as one of those nine people. Yeah,
1: thanks. Yeah, so I'm one of them, but George is another. So yeah. George, and I think George got his long before me. He's, he's, <laughs> he's the man.
0: Not until the new certification comes out, probably in another month's time.
1: Oh, yeah, the, um, the content, marketing. content marketing certification. Yes. Yeah, that's going to be good.
0: So, again, this is another good good point to point out. There is a lot of free resource. Even if you don't use HubSpot or you're considering, there is a lot of great training out there. There is the inbound training it's yes. about inbound methodology there is the inbound sales methodology training which you can do and get certified it is a great way to educate yourself and get ahead of the pack so it's something i even got people that were doing work experience with us to actually do oh great idea fantastic all right now onto our quote of the week craig this is a beauty It is. It says, vision without action is hallucination. And who said this, Craig? That was Thomas Edison. So, quite a recent quote. (laughs) Very recent. (laughs) We got the light bulbs on, haven't we? Yeah, well done. (laughs) Anyway, so, we encourage you to take action with what you're doing. And even if it's a small step, chunk it down and work through it, because you will see results. All right, and finally, our app of the week, Craig... All right. No, I don't use this. You You don't use this. I do. Uh,
1: So, when you're listening to podcasts, and I think that would apply to our listeners (laughs) if you're listening to podcasts.
0: Well, I use the Apple Podcast app.
1: Right. Well, I've got one called Overcast, which I think is by far the best. Uh, This is only iPhone, iOS, right? So, sorry, Android um, uh, users. I'm not sure what the equivalent is on Android, but Overcast. uh, for me, is I've used so many different podcast players, and frankly, I'm surprised you're still using Apple One, Ian. But well, I just downloaded
0: again. this afternoon, Craig. Yeah, like this is, great. and what I did, what I did like was that I clicked on was the Skeptics FAQ.
1: Yes, yeah, no, he's great. So this is written by Marco Arment, who we mentioned earlier, and I just love ah. his work in terms of beautiful design, thinking of the user. Now, some, it's got tons of features. Mm-hmm the best feature in or the main reason I use it is because its effects um, he's done a lot of work with um, voice um, silencing so uh, when you speed up a podcast because I always listen to mine about twice yes. two times Correct. speed yeah. now if you do that on many podcast players it's so fast you can't work out what's going on yeah. but the algorithms he's incorporated into this one it's very intelligent how it removes the silence bits and really? the quiet bits and so you just get that Continue. so yeah. Listen All right, I'm so-
0: sold. I'm gonna, ta- I'm gonna test it. Could it out be a today. time.
1: It's like a productivity enhancement. So I, I think it's a fantastic podcast listener. Now his monetization of it, you can, you can get it for free. Yes. And then you can be. I think he's. What's he got a term for it? But you can pay for like a three monthly kind of sponsorship of it. Yes. Totally optional. It unlocks a few extra features, which frankly okay. I don't really use. Yeah. But it's like a commitment to him. Yeah, right. And you can buy I think three, six and twelve month kind of commitments. I always buy the three month because that means in the year I can do it four times to give him his maximum amount of money. (laughs) This is how like I could save by buying twelve months right. But I actually just want to almost donate to him. It's such a beautiful app. And we know we're talking about three or four bucks. It's so right,
0: true. you've sold it to me. I'm on. It's fantastic. test Yeah,
1: <laughs> and I just love his whole approach to design and development and marketing and not interrupting you and giving you a great experience and letting you pay if you wish. Yeah, right. It's like the donate fantastic. button. Not yeah. many people using that.
0: Well, excellent. Our time is over. I want to thank all our listeners. Um, if you've been watching us on Facebook Live love to hear your comments we're just testing that out yeah sorry about that and if, yeah sorry about the sound <laughs> we'd love to leave your comment join our whatsapp group so we can communicate yes with that's you. really useful tweet us instagram us leave your comments on the website we'd love to help you we'd lo- if you've got any challenges for the weeks ahead and you want us to have a talk to talk about it and discuss it through let us know we will include it into the show and let you guys know until next time, Craig. It's been a good one. Catch you next week, See you, Craig. Thank you for listening to this episode of HubShots. For show notes, resources, HubSpot news, including practical strategies you can implement, visit us at hubshots.com.